0: The premiums have leveled, Uh, they're not dropping like a stone like they have been for the past uh, few weeks since we've last talked. They've leveled and the demand has really picked up again.
1: Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. And it is that time of the week once again for our physical silver report with Andy Sheckman of Miles Franklin. And as you can probably tell already, we're doing this one over the phone without video because Andy is about to leave the Vancouver Resources Investment Conference, which he's been at for the last couple of days. And Andy, it's great to have you on here. Looking forward to hearing how the show was, although more importantly, how are you tonight, my friend? Chris, I'm doing well,
0: brother. I'm doing great. I forgot how much I enjoyed the warm weather of Florida. It's a little chilly here in Vancouver, but... I'll tell you what wasn't cold was the um, uh, the the feeling the vibe at at this show is anything but cold. In fact, it's it's uh, it's red hot, and uh, the the interest, <laughs> the, the 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 number of people attending, the questions that were asked, and the seriousness really seems different than many, if not all, of the shows I've been to in the last I don't know several years, even prior to the pandemic. There's a whole new charge in the air that uh, uh, very much resembles what we've seen over the last couple of years, Uh, and it's very encouraging, to say the least.
1: And we'll touch on the show and everything that went on there as well. Although, uh, before we get to that, obviously, uh, the one thing I always like to make sure we cover each week is what's going on with the premiums and sounds like you were saying there's a bit more demand coming into the market but why don't we start there yeah so the premiums
0: have leveled Uh, they're not dropping like a stone like they have been for the past uh, few weeks since we've last talked they've leveled and the demand has really picked up again i think people heading you know into the new year are uh, reassessing and reevaluating their positions and their outlook for the rest of the year. And we are seeing a a much more vibrant uh, demand and and um, uh, set of questions that were being asked, asked um, really than we've seen in the past six weeks. Uh, as I mentioned to you before, I have never seen a period of time like we've seen since Thanksgiving, really until just after New Year's where, the market just shut down. And I really do believe that had a lot to do with people unwinding and seeing family for the first time in three years in, in, in a way that was unencumbered uh, from everything we're, we're used to since 2020. And I really do believe that added to um, why the market universally shut down, really. I mean, and that, that's, not being, um, that's not being overly dramatic. It, it, it really, from all aspects, from the top on down, from the big distributors to every retail company that I speak to witness the same thing, a major slowdown in demand during the holidays. And that's really reversed over the last week or two. Uh, We're seeing much greater demand um, and really very large orders where I think people are looking at what 2023 is going to bring and beyond. And much to the same tune that we saw here, there's a seriousness to it. It's not about getting rich. And when we look at silver squeeze and the, the people that jumped in in two years ago, I think a lot of it was opportunistic, looking to make money. And I think personally, that's the wrong way to look at gold and silver. The, the vibe I'm getting now is that people are, are looking to the future and are protecting themselves against what is coming. They're looking to gold and silver as a life raft, as a value play and as a, a defensive play rather than one, um, that is used to to get wealthy and I think that is the right way to look at this and that's one thing that we're seeing so the premiums have leveled the demand has increased and if if past as prologue then I would suspect to see premiums move up again albeit they haven't yet and it's still um, in terms of premium over spot as good of a price as I've seen since 2019 And um, with the uptick in demand, I would honestly expect that we'll start to see premiums inch up little by little again. In fact, we did see that in the American Gold Eagle premiums to me jumped up by a quarter percent. Now, that's not a lot. But when you realize that they've been coming down for the past six weeks, I think it is emblematic of a, a shift, a trend shift in demand. And you're starting to see that, especially here at the show.
1: Yeah, and in terms of that demand, I, I wouldn't imagine there's any chance you got a call from someone named Janet asking about a trillion-dollar platinum coin. There? Mm-hmm.
0: No, I saw that. That was an interesting take. It's one that we've seen before. I haven't seen that, but um, I, I, got, I got a kick out of that. Um, still, platinum coins are only about $100 over spot. We're nowhere near a trillion yet. But, uh, hey, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a solution, I guess, a proposed solution to a big problem. Um, but no, I haven't heard from Janet. I'd love to, haven't heard from her yet. You'd be the
1: first person I'd call on the three-way if, if Janet called. Andy, one of the other things you mentioned there, you said, and maybe this is prior to the show or at the show, but that there's a new set of questions that people are asking, and I'm curious, are there different concerns that are on people's mind from what you've heard traditionally in the past, or uh, anything you could share about that? Yeah, I really do
0: think that the people who are disappointed in Silver's performance, those would be the people who invested over the last couple of years, many of which did it for the wrong reasons. It came on the heels of the GameStop and the AMC, and it was about making money. It was about buying something undervalued in an attempt to get wealthy, to see appreciation. And I think that's been very frustrating in an asset class that is counterintuitive to logic. And as I've said for a very long time, what I—that is a betrays- fair way
1: of describing silver. <laughs> it is, logic? It's,
0: and and it's very—it's disturbing and distressing to people who bought it for a reason based upon a set of facts that would say, "Hey, silver should really outperform," and it didn't. It underperformed in dollar terms when you realize that we're facing forty-year high inflation and war and, and political chaos not just here, but across the globe. And I think people have become disenchanted. Some people have. Those people who bought silver for the wrong reason. And look, I would be lying if I said I wasn't keenly aware of the price and understand that frustration and uh, am surprised myself that we haven't seen $30 silver in the rear view mirror. And we will again, but I think it is now shifting to people understanding that, that the dollar's in trouble, that the markets are in trouble, that the economy is in trouble, that the world is in trouble, and that gold and silver represent pure wealth. And I think we're seeing a shift, and a proper shift, to people understanding that asset classes in general have been distorted, and through easy money and low interest rates, and, and, and those distortions, I think, are beginning to become evident to the mainstream. We have seen an expansion just over the last six weeks, in the mainstream. Most of the calls that we have been receiving are from people who have never bought medals before, which is interesting to me, a whole new awakening, if you will. And it, it typically happens in January, where people look and reevaluate their plans for the year and their outlook on the future. And I think that's what we're seeing. People are realizing that the outlook maybe is not filled with green shoots and optimism. And I hate to to speak in a in a manner that is less than optimistic i am optimistic for the future i do believe there will be a period of of difficulty where asset prices and interest rates find equilibrium and i think there are people who are realizing that seeing their their portfolios at you know down 20 percent or 25 percent, seeing their bond portfolio which was a hedge against the instability of the markets down 20 percent for the year Uh, 2022. This has woken some people up. And I think the proper way to look at precious metals is in the light of it being wealth. And as I've said over and over and over again, what betrays the price and the rhetoric is the massive drawdown of supply off of the exchanges. It's one thing to take delivery and leave it within the COMEX ecosystem. It's another thing altogether to take massive deliveries and pull them off of COMEX and off of the LBMA and off of the ETFs because they are leaving the confines of a system that provides liquidity and moving it to who knows where, it's a one-way ticket. And I would argue the sophistication that it takes to make these moves is is very significant, as is the dollar figures behind it. So when you look at the very top and see the the people closest to the information making these moves, to me, it gives me comfort that ultimately the price will accentuate itself Until then, the biggest money in the world has been using the leveraged paper price to reposition, and I think that is what people need to focus on. Now, that might be above the heads of the people that are contacting us. They don't look at things this way, but for me and for the people who have been following you so keenly for so long, that would be my message is that people are waking up because they sense something is wrong, whether or not they can articulate it as well as you can. Or as well as many of your listeners can is debatable, but I think the the reality of it is is that people are waking up and they are realizing in a world of distorted asset prices that silver might be the most distorted of all of them, and the ironic thing is that distortion is to the downside. There are very few things that are distorted to the downside. silver is where everything else has been distorted to the upside and that's what I take from all of this, is that the distortions are in our favor. And the big money is using that, kind of like the ninjutsu move, where you use the leverage of your opponent against them. That is what the big money is doing. They are using the leverage of a market that hasn't performed the way that it should with rhetoric that is um, contra to the whole ideal of buying an undervalued asset to their advantage and not just taking possession but taking possession off of the exchanges which removes a good portion of the liquidity meaning it's a one-way street that to me is what people should focus on more than anything because the big money who's closest to the information always positions themselves ahead of the crowd before the crowd even catches on and i think some of the crowd is catching on just because in their gut they feel something just isn't right and that's really the feeling I'm getting about the people we're talking to these days.
1: Yeah, I could imagine that. And uh, something that I was curious if this perhaps got any attention at the conference, I know it just came out in the past couple of days, Um, but did you see that there was a report by the IMF recently released where they were talking about gold not being a, a barbarous relic anymore and some of the reasons that the central banks have been turning to gold? I I guess that happened right as the show was beginning. Did you happen to see that? Were people talking about that much at the show?
0: Yeah, very much so. As a matter of fact, that was one of the things Lynette Zhang brought up, that the IMF was talking about gold in a favorable light. And she believes that the IMF, in conjunction with the West, will issue a gold-backed central bank digital currency. And I thought that was very interesting. It's something I haven't given much consideration to. But if you realize that the IMF, which is a conglomerate of roughly 150 countries, was formed at the Bretton Woods meeting in 1944, I believe, or 42, 44, I think. Anyways, at the Bretton Woods meeting, uh, these are are Western, really Western-influenced countries that – uh, would, I, if we were to see a new currency, a special drawing rights, if you will, emerge from the IMF, that there would have a significant gold backing or pegging to it. Uh, I found that to be very interesting. So, yes, we have heard about it, and and I I, uh, I can't say that I disagree with Lynette. It is certainly a possibility. In fact, I was asked a question today in an interview I did with Kitco, and they asked me what could derail this Global de-dollarization move, where the BRICS nations are are growing uh, with popularity and with numbers, and the potential to them issuing a currency that would be pegged to commodities that would derail the dollar. And the question she posed to me is, what could derail that? She said, could it be war? And the more that I thought about it, I thought, yeah, I don't think it's war. What you could argue we're in the midst of a proxy war, but uh, what I what I did say to her is that. If the U.S. were to beat the BRICS nations to their own punch, through the IMF perhaps, issuing a gold-backed digital central bank currency, an IMF special drawing rights pegged to, to gold on a distributed ledger technology for the whole world to see the transparency of what is pegged to the currency, maybe, just maybe, that would stem the tide out of dollars. And that stemmed from... Uh, no pun intended. The um, the IMF article that I think has certainly has validity to it, if nothing else through speculation. You no, know, the 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 BIS said that every country that is a member of the Bank of International Settlements, and I don't know how many countries they are, but a lot, they all have to have an operational CBDC by 2025. So it seems to be falling into place for certain. And if the U.S. wanted to go on the defensive. The way, or the offensive rather the way to do that in my opinion, would be to beat the BRICS to that um, to that punch. We also heard recently that the shanghai Corporation Organization a, a defense security and economic regional um, conglomerate the, the biggest regional group in the world uh, comprising sixty percent of the Eurasian landmass and nearly sixty percent of human population, forty percent of global GDP is also talking about using a gold-backed currency for Eurasian settlement. So the, the the word gold and gold-backed is becoming more and more and more pervasive. And the more you hear of this, the more desensitized we become. And maybe, just maybe, it is going to be a reality. So when you mention the IMF article, I think it's very timely and, and also very uh, apropos. So... Like you say, I guess we'll have to see, but, um, you know, Occam's razor, the most logical explanation prevails. And it doesn't seem too far-fetched for me to see the IMF come out, make this admission, and start to gradually integrate gold into the vernacular. So when it does happen, and we do have a CBDC pegged to gold, that people will look at it with legitimacy rather than rather than. Uh, of um uncertainty and skepticism,
1: well, that makes sense, and I suppose that's also perhaps understandable and natural in these types of things. I mean, probably before u s went off the gold standard when people were speculating about that it's the kind of thing that until it happens, it seems pretty far fetched and you know all you can do is read the tea leaves out there and look at the clues and again. You make the best decisions based on what you think is happening, and certainly that's something that we will continue to do. And either case, Very appreciate well everything that you're sharing there. And I know you have a flight to catch on your way back to Florida. Although before you wrap up, if there are people who are in the market for silver, anything on special this week that they would be well served to know about?
0: Yes, please send an email to Arcadia at Franklin dot com. Uh, we will send you a current price list. This week we have on special 2023 silver Philharmonics at 3.29 over the price of silver. They were double that 60 days ago. So the premiums have really come down. And honestly, they are priced roughly, at that rate, $0.50, cents, $0.60 cents above what they have been sold for the majority of my career. When we talk about an era, the last three years of high premiums, These aren't high. In fact, these are low and and historically just a couple percent above where they always were. So for the person looking to buy coins, it's the best value I've had in three years and happy to be able to offer them. And we do have about 40,000 of them that just hit the, the, the floor and ready to be delivered immediately at 329 over spot any quantity.
1: Appreciate you also checking in from the show and sharing what you're seeing out there. And hopefully as always, this was helpful for people at home. And Andy, I just hope you have a safe flight and thanks again for providing a physical silver market update this Tuesday and look forward to checking in with you next week.
0: Sounds good. My brother, you have a wonderful week too. Thanks as always for having me. I hope you and everyone out there has a great rest of the week and uh, I'll look forward to checking back in with you uh, from Florida and, We'll do it again next week.